I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go! I'm here to put you up on game because I know that we need it. You want NFL experience? Then this is the show for you. This is Up On Game. Relax and take notes while I put you up on game. With LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plaxico Burris. Did you hear that? LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, Plaxico Burris? It's a show with three of the best to ever do it on and off the field. Live from the TireRack.com studios of Fox Sports Radio. And now, here's Pro Bowlers LeVar Arrington and TJ Hushmanzada. Hello, 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 and good Saturday and salutations to everyone out there in the nice, uh, well, nice Saturday. I mean, uh, we don't have Plexico Burst with us today, so we won't be able to ask him what the weather is like in sunny, brisk New Jersey. But I tell you what, we do have Pantene Man himself with his hair and all that. Uh, we have TJ Hushmanzada, the man, the myth, the legend himself. Hey, listen, you can check us out on the Twitter webs. It's at LeVar Arrington. It's at Who's Shady 4, at Plexico Burst, at Fox Sports Radio. You can listen live on the iHeartRadio app and search FSR. Shots out to all of our affiliates out there that support us and represent us. It's so cool. It's so nice. Make sure you check out Up On Game Presents as well, wherever it is that you get your podcast from, to listen and hear some of the best content in sports and culture. All right, guys, we got a lot to get to today <laughs> the commanders um yeah they made some moves uh the dolphins are in frankfurt and they're going to meet the chiefs we'll get to that deshaun watson is in line to start against the cardinals we'll also touch on that but you know before we get going let me let y'all know that we are broadcasting live from the tyrack.com studios tyrack.com will help you get there an unmatched selection fast free shipping uh, yeah, free road hazard protection and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tires should be, tire buying should be, that is. TJ Hushmanzada, how you feeling today, man? Man, I'm feeling really good, man. Ready to 
put on a great show for the people that are listening. And uh, yeah. let's have some fun. Some good football games on today as well. All right, well, let's have some fun with it. And it is College Football Saturday. Hope you're enjoying all the shows. You heard uh, Isaac Lohenkron giving us updates on the games being played today. In fact, let's bring Ilo in because I want to start the top of this show off with the latest that's going on with Michigan and uh, the sign-stealing uh, scandal uh, with Connor Stallions. Uh, Ilo, you just gave an update on it, and I heard you chuckle while you were giving the update. Can you give us uh, the rundown of what the latest is with Connor Stallions, the coach or staff member that was alleged or is confirmed to have been stealing signs uh, for Michigan. On Friday, he officially resigned from his position as a coaching analyst at Michigan, and that's notable because early reports at first indicated that he had been fired. That's correct. Yes, that was eventually cleared up. Michigan confirmed that he resigned, and his attorney also announced that he resigned. And uh, in addition to the part of the statement that we relayed earlier, his attorney said to the athletic quote as he informed the school earlier today connor chose to resign because recent stories regarding his time with the university of michigan have created a distraction for the team he hopes his resignation will help the team and coaching staff focus on tomorrow's game and the remainder of the season connor also wants to make it clear that to his knowledge neither coach harbaugh nor any other coach or staff member told anyone to break any rules or were aware of imp- proper conduct regarding the recent allegations of advanced scouting unquote wonderful okay so let's 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 jump into this and i appreciate that that is a very very well done update on on what's taking place with michigan and connor stallions ilo and i wouldn't have expected anything different from you my guy so i appreciate that uh tj hushmanzada now I know we've known each other for a while. We know where we've come from and know the areas we've we've came from. Um, and in other cultures, Connor Stallions would have disappeared. We would have never heard from him again, and something would have popped up. They put it in TV shows all the time, and they talk about it and stuff like that. You know, it's it's in uh, you know movies or shows like Power, or you know, you look at <laughs> mob movies like you know The Godfather is one of them. You know, stuff like that where strategically main uh, main people that can actually bring down an entire empire just some way somehow they just something happens. Doesn't this reek of the same type of storyline like you're making sure that you go on record to let people know that nothing of your knowledge, um, you know, that that any of these coaches, you removed any type of culpability from the major players that are connected to Michigan. And oh, by the way, I'm going to just resign and step away because I don't want to be a distraction to to the team now. TJ, I've been watching Billions, too, by the way. So in corporate America, this is generally how those billionaire, uh, at least by the, 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 the show of the show, I don't, I don't know how true it is, but it was based off of a, a true story, I do believe. Um, they was always buying people off. This sounds like a, a straight purchase, a purchase, a transaction. 
Y'all gave him X amount of dollars. He doesn't get his his reputation. Uh, what is they call besmirched? It doesn't it just doesn't get any soil on it, other than to say he was you know he was trying to well he was accused of cheating or he was caught cheating, but. It, it still puts him in position to get another job because everybody on the inside knows that everybody probably does Man, this. Man, listen, Lamar. Go ahead, go. You got it. Go ahead, jump Con- on. Connor Stallions is handling himself with honor. Whatever he did or didn't do that was or was not against the rules, he's going to handle himself with honor and walk away quietly. Now, success breeds jealousy and envy. That's all it is. Michigan is the big dog in the Big Ten. Everybody is jealous of it. When Michigan wasn't the big dog in the Big Ten, why this didn't come out then? If you guys have all – every school – correct me if I'm wrong. Every school in the Big Ten said – We've known about this for a long time. Have they not said that? There's been reports of that, yes. Okay, so you've you've long time ago, you've learned about this. But when they were the little dog, it's okay because it didn't matter. The advanced scouting didn't matter. Now that they on top of the mountain, that advanced scouting is cheating now. That advanced scouting is such a big deal now. Like, I don't understand this. Everybody is jealous of Harbaugh because he is beating a tail now. But when it wasn't, when that wasn't the case, and you knew about all of this, where was all? Where's all this energy then? Hmm. Where, where, where was this energy then? And, and so that's the problem I have with it because they're all saying, "Oh, we knew about this a long time ago." Well, why are we just now hearing about it? Oh, because you guys can't beat Michigan. You can't beat Michigan. And so now you want Harbaugh gone. So now the Big Ten can be up for grabs now with Ohio State, Penn State, and whomever else. But as long as Harbaugh is at Michigan, uh, it seems to be it's Michigan's conference. I'm glad you brought that up because it's such an interesting segue. I think Harbaugh is gone. I think a lot of a lot of people think Harbaugh is gone after this season. It seems like it sounds like the intensity of what they have been trying to focus this in on um, with this this sign stealing uh, stealing scandal uh, would appear that they're trying to pressure Michigan into a decision like getting John Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh, to to step down. From being the head coach, that, isn't that what this feels like to you? One hundred percent. And if why, if I'm him, I'm not stepping down. Why? Mm. When he got to Michigan, they were nowhere what they are now. It, again, I, it just is really, really crazy, man. Because these teams and these coaches and they are so jealous of what he's accomplished at Michigan. Like it, it's really, really, and to me. Ohio State, Penn State, you can throw Wisconsin in there sometimes. Y'all can compete with Michigan. Y'all can go toe-to-toe with Michigan. But y'all want the easy way out. That, that, that's how I see things. And it's kind Don't of, it's, say y'all because I don't feel like Penn State is involved in that. I, I feel like we worry about our own lawn. I, but I will I'm say certain that, that there's some stuff out there from, from other schools. But I, I, haven't seen, I, haven't seen, I haven't seen James Franklin make a statement – like uh, the Purdue coach Walters did, like that was just really – you just got into the conference, bro, as a head coach. Like, <laughs> really? Yeah. And so it's it just – it's unfortunate, man. But this is what happens when you win. 
people want to see you uh, come off the top of the mountain. And Michigan hasn't won the national championship, but they they've, been doing, they've been doing very well. They're one game away and, from and, it last and, year. In the Big Ten. And, and so it, it just kind of sucks, man. Just be better. If somebody's doing something to you, you just do it back. You know, Which, I think people forget how bad Michigan had gotten before Harbaugh got there. Dude, when Brady Hoke was there, that's what I'm trying to tell you. And I also read about this story. And you know, Connor Stallion said, I will not cooperate. I will not talk to the NCAA. Kudos to you, Mr. Connor Stallions, if you hold true to that. May, if y'all want to, uh, as you said earlier, be smirch Michigan in Harbaugh's name. Right. Y'all figure it out on your own. You ain't getting no information from me. Mm. Yeah, I think it's an interesting uh, uh, interesting deal. Um, I definitely think that this is a an attack on Harbaugh. I, hey, I really do. If Michigan was winning eight, nine games a year, would this be – a problem would this be any? Would this be controversial? What's going on if they're winning uh, eight, nine games a year? You know what's crazy about you saying that is it, it it raises an interesting point in another conversation that we clearly don't have enough time for. But it it does raise the topic of aren't you opening up Pandora's box by by doing this? Because just like everybody's saying, oh, we've known about this, there's something that other schools are doing to try to get a competitive edge that probably doesn't fall within the parameters of integrity or within the rule book. Everybody knows that. That's why it's so funny. Everybody wants to act like these things don't go on. But I I would challenge any of you guys out there listening to us, if if you have some time, drive to the nearest um, drive to the nearest college that that you you live near and see what their their practice field facility looks like like and and when i say look at what it looks like check out the fence check out check out what's going on is there is there barriers in place are there are there like covers on the gate and stuff like that Coaches always are paranoid about other teams, other programs trying to get a competitive edge. Heck, when I was in high school, we used to have a a coach who was a, a, a volunteer, he was a parent, but he used to patrol our, our, our practice field because there would be coaches from other schools or people from other schools. Hell, I'm guilty of it. I'll admit it. I'll admit it. I, I recall – being a coach and and our practice time was different than than the practice time of another team. I lived near where the other team practices. They were practicing at the time that I was heading home. So I just happened to, you know, conveniently park my car to be able to watch what was going on at their practice. LaVar, we I was in the league, bro. We played with the Bengals and we practice outside and there's so many buildings around and I swear people would say, man, you see that guy over there? They recording our practice. We in the yep. National Football League. Yeah, they're recording our practice, and they would have security go over there. And I could promise you, one time they said they had to confiscate something from somebody that was recording our practice, whether he was a fan or he was just there conveniently as we were practicing. And this is a true story. And so this goes on now. The Bengals got indoor. What you gonna record now from outside? Right. And, and, right. And so and, and so. This has been going on, and if, like, 
it's just really, really crazy. And, and I don't know all the ins and outs of what Harbaugh has done or he's doing and things like that. But all I see is Michigan is very successful and yep. people are jealous. That's what I see. And, Man, and so, I, I hear you. to me, everybody, I know in the National Football League, why, why do they have the uh, earpiece and the linebacker or the safety or whoever there's ear? They call because it this in. Was, you know yeah. why? Because this was going on in the NFL. Right. Everybody was stealing everybody's defensive signals. We were going no huddle so that we can get the defensive signals from the guy signaling on the sideline. The coach started that. Mm-hmm. People forget the Colts and Peyton Manning started that no huddle, stealing everybody's signs, and everybody caught on to what they were doing. So then everybody started trying to do it. Okay, you know what? Everybody's doing it. Let's get an earpiece. Now you don't see as much no huddle. I wonder why. Mm. Well, there you go. There's some game from TJ Hushmanzada. I'll tell you what. A good Michigan is not only great for the Big Ten, it's great for college football. And like I said, this team was insignificant for a for moment in time before Harbaugh got there and changed that, that program around to what it is now, what you see today. So whoever it is that has an agenda against Harbaugh um, or even if it's against Michigan as a whole, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty sad. It's pretty sad that, that it would play out in such a way where you can tell that they are being singled out in this scenario. I'm clearly not a Michigan fan, but I am a fan of football and – and, you know, when things get broken, rules get broken, there has to be uh, there has to be something that happens, a disciplinary action that happens. I get that. Um, but it's kind of sad that you can tell that there's a, an agenda here, which looks like an attack on either Harbaugh or Michigan or both, which taking place. So we'll see how that continues to play out. Is there still going to be discipline taken towards the school, towards Harbaugh? We don't know, but but as it comes, of course, Fox Sports Radio will be here to get you those details. We're going to take a quick break. On the other side of the break, hmm, the commanders. Is it really, really a new day and age in the nation's capital? Or is it just the same old things with different names? We'll talk about that and much more. This is Up On Game. That's TJ Hutchmanzada. I'm LeVar Arrington's Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, we're Cavino and Rich. Fox Sports Radio every day, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. But here's the thing. We never have enough time to get to everything we want to get to. And that's why we have a brand new podcast called Overpromised. You see, we're having so much fun in our two-hour show, we never get to everything. Honestly, because this guy oh, is overpromising things we never have time for. Yeah, you blubber lips. Blaming me. Well, you know what? It's called Overpromise. You should be good at it because you've been overpromising women for years. Well, it's a Cavino and Rich after show, and we want you to be a part of it. We're going to be talking sports, of course, but we're also going to talk life and relationships. And if Rich and I are arguing about something or we didn't have enough time, it will continue on our after show called Overpromised. Well, if you don't get enough, Kavino and Rich, make sure you check out Overpromised and also Uncensored, by the way. So maybe we'll go at it even a little harder. It's going to be the best after show podcast of all time. There you go. Overpromising. Perfect. And remember, you could see it on YouTube, but definitely join us. Listen to Overpromised with Kavino and Rich on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh. 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 But I'll be hood forever. And since I made it there, I can make it anywhere. Speaking of anywhere and everywhere, this is Up On Game. Um, yeah, you know, welcome back into the show. Uh, we are live from, you know, the tyrack.com studio. That's TJ Hushman's out. I'm LeVar Arrington. Plexico is out for the day. Uh, you know, we, we always have stuff going on, but which by the way, I let everybody know, you know, that's just why we're, we're such a great team is because, well, we, we keep the show going and we keep it going at a high level. You know, it's almost like when you have, you know, at least two bookends that, that can make plays at any given time and they're interchangeable. Sometimes they play outside, look like a DN. Sometimes you can move them inside. They can blitz from off the line and make tackles and, you know, play in coverage and play in space. Which, by the way, before I was – this was a great transition. I was segueing into um, our next topic of conversation. But, TJ, your boy man-man last night in the first round of the CIF playoffs – might have became a grown-ass man right in front of my eyes, man. The boy 
snapped out. They were playing the number one, number one rated, number one seeded team in uh, Division Eight. Uh, it was something Torrance. I want to say North Torrance. Um, and he had four sacks. He had a, a nice amount of tackles. He had pass breakups. I mean, dudes, uh, his 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 game last night was pretty, pretty sick. I mean, you would have been super proud of him. Shots out to man, man. Uh, and shots out to Charter Oak football for actually getting out of uh, the game, getting out of the first round of uh, the CIF playoffs. So, shots out to them. Um, okay, so – I, I'm thinking. Um, I'm thinking that we're because I think we're having technical difficulties with with TJ. But I'm gonna go nah, to I'm you. Here. I'm oh, here. Oh, you're there. All right. Yeah, okay. All right. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, but as I was mentioning, having those those bookends and having those guys that can move around, it's it's kind of like when you know you have a, a sweat and you have a Chase Young on your team and. They can move up and down the line, defense tackle, defense vent, stuff like that. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing. So, Bo, the latest in in Washington has been that they traded away Montez Sweat. They traded away uh, Mr. Chase Young. The Bears get Sweat, which I think is a tremendous addition for the Chicago Bears. They and, and give us give us the details, Bo. I'll let you give us the, the details. Uh, Set up the details. Yes, the Bears traded a second round pick, which figures to be pretty much a first rounder uh, for Montez Sweat, and the 49ers traded a third round pick for Chase Young. Um, and it also came out that the uh, the Commanders did not give the Bears permission to negotiate a new deal with Sweat, so that is going to be a underlying storyline the rest of the year if they're going to be able to extend him before he hits free agency uh, this offseason. TJ, I, I, listen, I played in Washington. Um, one of the things that was confusing to me was it became mercenary football. It became clear to me that being in Washington was going to represent being a mercenary, um, a hired hand. There's really not, and and maybe in this day and age, maybe loyalty and maybe uh, having a love for the community that you're serving in. Like for me, it was so much deeper when I played ball than just playing ball. I felt like the reason why I was able to play so well was because I I fed off of the strength and the energy of the community of fans that that loved and represented the team that I played for. When I got to Washington, D.C., I realized that it was one of the dopest fan bases in all the sports. Very loyal, very energetic, very engaging. And I just truly, truly loved being a part of that community. But what I realized inside of the locker room and inside of the building was that it wasn't valued. Winning was more value than building a an environment that had a family environment, a community first driven uh, type of culture. And they've gotten new ownership since then. And and now I'm looking at this move and it's like, what the hell? <laughs> That's the first thing that came to mind to me was, why would you get rid of like it's one thing to lose one one rush in one book in that is a what you would call a a pillar 
for your your defense, an anchor for your defense, you got rid of two. And listen, I, don't, I know Chase Young has not been the same player since the injury, but this is his first season back from the injury. I don't know if it's just a matter of him getting used to the new norm of what his body feels like post-knee post, um, injury, but I would not be ready to give up on him. They actually gave him up for a third-round draft pick. Montez Sweat was considered to be more valuable in trading than what even Chase Young, your former top overall draft pick for your team, was. Is this much of the same? Do you feel like this is much of the same, like what you're seeing out of this this uh, commander's organization? Or do you feel like there's something else? Is there a storyline here that I'm missing? Was this a good move? Give me your interpretation on it. This is the thing. The commanders look as if they are going to rebuild. If you're going to rebuild, you want draft capital. You're not signing Chase or uh, Sweat to lucrative contract extensions and you don't want to lose them in free agency for nothing. Now, I don't have a problem with the Montez sweat deal. He's never been a big sack guy. He's a big dude. He's very athletic. Um, He has more sacks now than he's had in his entire career at this point of of the season. Never had double-digit sack season ever in his career. And and so I don't mind that. You get a second-round pick for uh, Montez sweat. I think that's a good deal. The problem I I have is when you trade Chase Young, and this is the you trade him to the Niners for a third round pick. If you let Chase Young go in free agency, you're going to receive a compensatory third round pick. So why would you let him go right now for something that you probably would have gotten anyway as a compensatory pick anyway? So they're basically saying we don't want you. That's, that's what you're I, saying. We don't that, want you. That's how I look at it. And that's how I see it because we all know anybody that signs a pretty good free agent uh, contract in free, during free agency, the team that you leave gets a compensatory pick. And if it's the type of contract that Chase Young wants and I believe he will get, that's normally a third-round pick, and that's what you trade him for. So from that perspective, the Chase Young trade, it kind of – is like a why because we all know you would have be you would have been given that pick anyway. And so yeah, they didn't want to pay him. That that's the biggest thing. They they didn't want to pay him and their defense right now is what's holding them back. It's not the offense. Mm. It, their defense is what's holding them back. So why are we going to pay these guys and our defense is what's holding us back? Wow. And, and so I get it, but if I trade Chase Young it has to be a second-round pick because now I'm getting something that I wouldn't have received uh, as a compensatory pick. That That's probably my only problem with the trade. Hmm. My my issue here is, is that there's a way of going about doing things. First of all, that says to me, that's almost like an indication that you're punting on your season because you're not making your team better right now. Now, are they LeVar. investing in the future? LeVar. Go ahead. Go ahead. Punting on the season, there's only they're not making the playoffs. We we I mean there's one playoff spot open in the NFC and it's not going to, to the Commanders. We got the Cowboys, we got the Eagles. That's two. You got the Niners, you got the Seahawks. That's four. You got uh, whoever comes out of the NFC South. That's five. NFC North. That's six. Uh, who 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 you think the Commanders get in the seventh playoff spot? 
Nah, they're not no. making it. And so their season is punted on already. I just, that's the thing. I just feel like anything can happen. Injuries can happen. Teams can get hot. Teams can go cold. And if 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 by chance things were to change over the course of nine more weeks of, of football, that they could be where they're supposed to be and continue to build uh, what was considered to be a positive start and new start for the tenure of of ownership in, in the nation's capital. I just don't know what type of message that sends to the fan base. You know, I don't know how do you justify it or do you say, well, you know, These picks will end up leading towards us, you know, becoming the team that we need to be. Look, ultimately, if they come out and they say this is we're in rebuilding, we're in rebuilding mode because getting rid of those two players says to me, you know, who's next? Right. TJ, you know, who's next? Who was that? You know, who's next? Ron Rivera. Man, listen, Ron's a dead man walking right now. If you ask. Hey, hey, it's good in 25 minutes. It'll be 10 Pacific time. Uh, as good as Ron Rivera won't be the coach when the season is over. We all know that. <laughs> we all know that. Okay, now here's another thing. You said it's on the defense, but at times you have seen the offense been in that and, and being able to be effective on the offensive side of the ball. I don't know if this if this puts Eric Bieniemy dramatically – out of the running for being the next head coach of the Washington Commanders if it takes him out of the running of being the head coach somewhere else. In fact, I'm not even sure it's a stable situation for him to be coming back as the offensive coordinator next season. I think a move like this triggers so many different questions. And if it's triggering questions to people on the outside – what, you, what the hell do you think the players are thinking on the inside knowing that they got to go to work every day in this type of environment? Which leads me to the, my, my original point. Does this sound like much of the same in what's going on in Washington, D.C.? I'm, I'm going to say this. I, I believe Eric Benjamin has done a fine job. He really has. Because we all know, it's a, number one, it's a new offense. Who would have said that Sam Howe would throw for 400 yards, almost 400 yards, 397 yards against the Eagles? Who would say going into the season that Sam Howe is a franchise quarterback? And so Eric Bieniemy has done well with what he has. And you, you, you got to give him his credit. They're much better on offense than they were last year. Much better. And you're playing with a quarterback that not many will say is a franchise quarterback. And so I'll give Eric Bieniemy his credit. I, I believe he's done well with the offense, but he doesn't have the signal caller that a lot of these top teams have. He just doesn't. You look at the best teams in the league, and I think we can all say each and every one of those teams that we consider the best, their quarterback is better than what the commanders have. Hmm. And it's not saying that Sam Howe can't get to that point. It's the lack of experience, the lack of playing time. He's a young kid. And so that could he develop in that? Possibly. But that takes time. And Ron Rivera doesn't have time on his side. Hmm. All right. Well, there you go. There you have it. Uh, It'd be interesting to see how the season plays out for the Washington Commanders. I'm actually – most likely going back um, this this year. I want to do some community work, um, 
they've made it clear that it'd be nice for me to come back in and, you know, see the fans and I would love to do it. It's been, been so long. Um, so I'm excited to go back and see the fans, but dang, I feel bad that it seems like maybe the same type of scenario is playing out, you know, with, with what's going on. Like it's just a lot of movement, a lot of moving parts. It's confusing. Um, it almost creates motion sickness. I just hope that this, this ownership group really, really does, um, the right things in terms of how they go about rebuilding this this program. So shots out to the to the commanders fan base for being so patient and being so strong and sturdy holding up under all these years of of dysfunction and losing uh losing. But we'll see if things change and, and get better in the future. That that was a bold move. And speaking of bold moves, I'm gonna boldly move into a update with our guy, Mr. Legendary Man himself, Isaac Lowenkron. Well, What's up, boss? Thank you, LeVar. Yes, and sir. let's boldly check the college football scoreboard where number one Ohio State has a 7-0 lead at Rutgers. Three minutes left to play in the first quarter on a 14-yard touchdown pass from Kyle McCord to G. Scott. Seventh-ranked Texas up 7-zip over number 23 Kansas State with five to go in the first quarter on a 37-yard touchdown pass from Malik Murphy to Adonai Mitchell. Tenth-ranked Ole Miss up on Texas A&M 7-0, 4.53 left in the first. Clemson leading 15th-ranked Notre Dame 7-3, 4.25 to go in the first quarter. And number 17, Tennessee, a 13-3 lead over UConn with 1.38 left to play in the first quarter. Baseball, the Cincinnati Reds officially declined six-time All-Star first baseman Joey Votto's $20 million club option for 2024, making him a free agent. NFL ESPN reports rookie fifth-round draft pick Clayton Toon will start at quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday against the Cleveland Browns. Finally, LeVar and TJ in racing. Gentleman named Ben Rhodes won the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series on Friday night. And afterwards, he gave one of the most epic press conferences Mm. on record while he was admittedly lit. Mm. Here's a taste of Ben Rhodes. And as they say on social media, Wait for it. Did you hang in there um, and and just be able to finish that race out? Um, well, Jeffrey, let me tell you what, man. Was it 26 laps of overtime? It was something like that. I was getting frustrated. I'm not going to lie. I thought even if we won the championship. <clears throat> sorry. Oh, my God. Wow. I am very sorry. That was embarrassing. I should have put wow. the mic I know, LaVar and TJ, you would never have done that burping during one of your press conferences in your playing get days. Back to you. <laughs> I don't recall ever belching. And I certainly don't recall belching so loud um, in that moment. So, uh, But he should have played that one up. I mean, he just won. He's a winner, you know. Just, just play it up a little bit. You know, don't be mortified by what you did. You know, we all have functions of 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 having to release. You know, whether it be out of, out of top or out of the bottom. I mean, just just own it. You know, just own that bad boy. <laughs> wow. Anyway, appreciate the update, Isaac Lohenkron. On the other side of the break, we're going to talk to Sean Watson lining up for a start and Dolphins and Chiefs in Frankfurt, Frankfurt, as we mentioned. Uh, This is up on game. Uh, I'm going to get to the breaking and and belch real loud, but y'all won't hear it. So while I'm doing that, y'all hear a couple commercials. We'll be right back. This is up on game. That's DJ Hushman's out. I'm LeVar Arrington, Fox Sports Radio. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back into the show. We are in Tyrac.com studio. Uh TJ, we got a lot coming up in the, the second hour. There was a big coaching change that took place in Vegas. We have a personal connection to uh, the action. We'll explain that at the top of the next hour. So you'll want to stay tuned in for that. But before we get to hour two of the show, the Browns are planning on starting Deshaun Watson versus the Cardinals and the Dolphins and the Chiefs are in Frankfurt, and Travis Kelsey says the Chiefs have all the pieces to be great. Let's start with Deshaun Watson quickly. Um, what do you expect for from him coming back and and playing against the Cardinals in his his debut back as as the starting QB? You don't know what to expect. You don't know if he's going to be healthy. Uh, you you just don't know with the shoulder injury, especially being a quarterback. That is really a game time thing. Is he going to be okay? I felt like he came back a little early because of the pressure. Oh, does Deshaun Watson really want to play? And Deshaun Watson could play. 
And I think this all got started because of the head coach. Oh, our doctors cleared him, and he's not ready to play. When you say that, you're putting pressure on him to come back and play as if he's healthy. The head coach started this controversy, and there's no other way around it. He is the one, Kevin Stefanski, that started this controversy. And so is he going to be healthy? The Cardinals, uh, they're starting a rookie quarterback. <laughs> Good luck with that defense. Good luck with – you're starting Clayton Toon, a rookie, out of Houston against this defense in his first start. Good luck. Mm. I um I think Cleveland's defense is so crazy good right now that an Arizona Cardinal game for him to start back out and and getting acclimated with the team is what the doctor would pres- prescribe um, for them. So not, it wouldn't have been against like the 49ers or anything like that, but. Uh, I'm interested to see, can he get out there? Can he be consistent? And what that looks like in terms of performance level. I think that that for me is the biggest question mark for me is, can Deshaun Watson be a lightning rod for this offense and for this team? Because if he can, then this this Cleveland team, you got to assume, is is right in line to be a competitor to win the North and possibly be, I mean, could they be a number one seed out of the, the, the AFC? I don't know, but if if Deshaun Watson comes back and plays like a $230 million franchise quarterback for the Cleveland Browns with the way that defense is playing, I think they'd be pretty dangerous, TJ. Let's talk about being pretty dangerous and being a number one seed and being being at the top of their game. Travis Kelsey seems to think they have all the pieces that they need in order to be that number one team, that, that number one seed for the AFC, win the AFC and go win another Super Bowl. Do you buy into this? I, I feel like it's a it's a very slippery slope that this this uh, team is on. In fact, I don't even think that they're going to win this game tomorrow. I could be wrong, but it just seems like it's harder for the Chiefs to win. It doesn't seem as smooth or it doesn't seem as um, as easy as it has been in the past for them to be able to get victories. It, it almost seems as though, like, this is a kind of a different team, even though they have shown the ability to still win. Travis Kelsey, as a leader of the team, is supposed to say everything that he said. We have all the pieces. That's not true. But is, will he come out and say that? Absolutely not. Oh, yo, we don't have all the pieces. We have to get better at this. But that's putting your teammates down. And so the trade day li- deadline has passed. There's no reinforcements coming in. What else do you expect Travis Kelsey to to say? And so he said exactly what he's supposed to say, but that is whether he believes it or not, that is not the truth. And so the Chiefs are a very good football team because they have Kelsey and Mahomes, but they are a very good football team because of that defense. That defense is carrying them this year, Mahomes, is not playing the way he normally plays because he doesn't have the weapons on the outside that he's normally had. And so I I don't fault uh, Kelsey for saying that. He's trying to instill confidence in those guys, those receivers that have not played well as of late. Hmm. I think it was because Taylor Swift wasn't at the game. They didn't play well this last game. I don't think she's going to be over in Frankfurt either. So it'll be interesting to see if they're able to win, not having the Taylor Swift power of the hour being available to them. Um, I got the power. 
available to them. Uh, so we're going to have to wait and see how that plays out, TJ Hushmanzada. Uh, we've had some very interesting conversations in hour one. You'll want to make sure that you stay tuned in for hour two. As I mentioned, we are going to be talking a lot about, well, sports right so we'll talk about what's going on in vegas uh the nba season is upon us we're going to bring in cuffs the legend that's right uh super super uh super great uh talent coming coming up and 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 evolving with cuffs the legend so we'll bring him on to talk some some round ball uh we got some other things to get to too kim kardashian we said taylor swift kim kardashian will be a part of up on game um conversations as well so stay locked in this is fox sports radio it's up on game that's tj hutchmanzada i am lavar arrington as well take a quick break we'll be right back all right y'all make sure you stay tuned then i'm diosa and i'm mala we are the creators of locatora radio a radiophonic novella which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast welcome to locatora radio season nine love, love at first, first listen. listen this season we're falling in love with podcasting all over again with new segments correspondence and a new sound Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.